Hey, everybody, and welcome back in to Locked on Bama. Luke Robinson, that's me, and Jimmy Stein, that's him. And Jimmy, I'm not going to ask you how I'm not going to ask you how you're doing today because we got a couple of very special guests with us. Uh, really exciting stuff for all Alabama fans for sure. When you talk about a linebacker, the caliber of CJ Mosley, who's on the line with us now. CJ, how are you doing today, buddy? Doing well. How about you? Uh, doing fantastic. Uh, really do appreciate your being on the show with us today. It means a lot. We've also got uh, Brandon Wassel on the line with us. Brandon, how are you? How are you doing? Thanks for having us. Uh, we certainly do appreciate this so much. Uh, CJ, you meant so much to the University of Alabama. And, um, man, I got to say, you provided so many great memories for so many of our listeners. Uh, we can't thank you enough for joining us today. Uh, thanks for having me. Appreciate it. <clears throat> So, Jimmy, I'll let you get started. Is there anything you want to ask, C.J., right off the bat? Yeah, I think first of all, C.J., hey, this is Jimmy Stein. So good to have you on the show. Uh, first, I want to ask you about your uh, your recovery from uh, from the injury. I know you had surgery at the end of uh, at the end of last season. Uh, how's your uh, How's your health coming along? Um, it's definitely been a, a interesting one. Obviously, the longest injury I've ever had. You know, only making two games out of the season. So you know, it was a it was a freak accident and crazy enough non-contact. You know, I broke up a you know, 40, 40 yard pass and just rolled over and pulled my groin. So that took maybe four to six weeks to get back. Then, you know, I came back for the Monday night game um, against the Patriots and, you know, just the rest of the groin and kind of the lower abdomen area tour with that. So, I mean, it was just pretty much all year kind of recovering. And, you know, finally, finally was kind of getting back to, you know, running. Um, wasn't really doing a lot of football cuts yet because I kind of didn't reach that um that protocol yet. But like as soon as I was getting back, you know, all this all this happened. So I'm kind of just um, <laughs> what we've been doing is just the trainer just been emailing me, you know, my rehab stuff, and I kind of just been doing that and you know working out in the basement. So you just gotta you gotta do with what you got. If uh, if y'all had a normal OTA schedule right now, would you be on track to fully participate, or are you still in basically some level of a of rehab regimen right now? So yeah, so I'm still I'm still in rehab, you know, as far as just doing my core work and leg work, but um, it pretty much just will go as like as my body will let me. So like I was saying before, you know, we got put on lockdown pretty much. Um, I wasn't doing a lot of football cuts and football moves. So that that part I would have to like test out before I did just took me back, you know, took me back full speed. But you know, I was already just I was already running, like doing linear runners, running on the field, um, doing little footwork things. So I mean, for the most part, I mean, I'm pretty much healthy. But you know, just to make sure everything's 100, percent that was that would be the next step whenever we you know we get back to it. So CJ, uh, obviously, you mentioned the the injuries that took a toll on your first year with the Jets. You were off to a whale of a start too. I think you may have had a pick six in your first game, and things were looking pretty good. Uh, and then, of course, some injuries uh, fell upon Quinnen Williams as well, a, a, another former Alabama player. Uh, the Jets seemed to be a little bit snake bit last year. Do you feel a, a lot better about your chances going into this season, assuming we have a season, and especially considering that the Patriots uh, may have just lost the best player of all time? Yeah, um, I, I'm feeling pretty optimistic about it. You know, um, it's an exciting and very talented draft class we got coming in, so I'm excited to see who we get. Um, Mr. Mr. Joe Douglas have done a great job so far this offseason, you know, building up some some veteran players for on our offense. And picking up some key guys on defense, so 
now once you put this last piece to the puzzle, you know, maybe sign a few more guys, man. We just got to, you know, come in. And I know times are a lot different these days, but, you know, once we start out like a virtual <laughs> off-season program, you know, we just got to do our best to, you know, have guys locked in. And like I said, man, do do what we have because, you know, you know, no telling what's going to happen in the future, but, you know, we just got to be ready for the, you know, for the best or the worst. <clears throat> yeah, you mentioned the draft. All right, CJ. Is, is, is the draft something that, that, uh, that you're going to be watching? Uh, is, 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 there's not too many sporting events on TV these days. Uh, but, is, uh, of course, you have an interest in who your dra- Jets are going to draft, but are you going to be a part of the, what is expected to be the largest viewing audience ever for an NFL draft? Um, yeah, I'm, I'm going to watch. You know, I always try to watch for obviously to see what my team gets. And um, I definitely want to see, you know, what you know, what Bama guys go first and, you know, see how those guys get picked up. So I usually try to watch the the first and second round. You know, um, it's, it's always funny watching because it go by a lot faster when you're just watching it. But when you're there, it's, you know, I went 17 and that took like two hours and it felt like an eternity. But, uh, you know, it's always exciting, you know, when you get to see the, <clears throat> see the guys that you, well, you know, a few years ago, the guys that I played with. But, you know, now, you know, when my brother was there, you know, I kind of watched his, his teammates and those guys kind of grow up until, you know, who they are now, getting ready for, you know, the same process. So it's always, uh, you know, it's always good to see that. And, um, you know, for we did a couple of videos for some of the some of the guys that are going to get drafted. So, I mean, the one thing I try to say in the message, you know, um, you know, even though we're not, even though, you know, you're not experiencing like everybody else is, man, but it's still a great, a great honor to spend, you know, with your family and the people that's been on your side, you know, this whole this whole journey. All right, guys, we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we'll have more with C.J. Mosley. Okay, C.J., uh, I got to ask you, what's it like the the day of the draft or maybe the night before the draft? I mean, how nervous were you? Did you have any inkling at all that you'd be going to the Ravens at that time, or did you have an idea that you'd be going, say, number 12 to number 20 or, or something like that? And and were you able to get any sleep at all? Um, I, I slept pretty good. I mean, I didn't, I didn't have, like, any jitters or anything. Um, you know, I had, like, 30 family members with me, but it's, like, the same the same family members that have been to all, all my games at Alabama. So, like I, like I always say, when people I ask, what am I, like, what I appreciate about, you know, about football and what is wrong you know I was always able to bring my family around so I mean that's that's why I love most about my whole time there in, in New York you know not besides the city you know and being in the spotlight but you know my family was there to experience that same thing with me but um speaking of well, going back to the like the actual draft you know when I was when I was going into it you know I talked to the Rams a lot I talked to Buffalo a lot and um and what my my agent was telling me that that Dallas, Dallas and the Ravens really like me. So, you know, Rams talked to me a, a bunch, but they was like the third pick. So I was like kind of optimistic about going third. And we all know who they picked. That was um, that was Aaron Donald. So job well done for them. <laughs> but um, <laughs> but um, so once I got once it got down to um, sixteen to seventeen, I believe, or I know it was the it was the Cowboys then the Ravens. So my agent told me like if they don't get Zach Martin, they're gonna get you. So obviously they picked Zach Martin, then that's when the Ravens picked me up. So like once I got there, I honestly didn't know who was who was gonna get me. <clears throat> well, CJ, you made uh, obviously uh, your your stop with the Ravens was unbelievable. I think four four Pro Bowls, four Pro Bowl seasons uh, with the Ravens. How much do you credit your success with Ravens? Your easy transition from Alabama to the NFL. How much do you credit playing? 
for Nick Saban and that system, playing at Alabama around all the other great players. Uh, do you feel that was a, a huge part of how you transitioned so easily into your NFL success? Yeah, for sure. Uh, just with the style of defense, you know, the way um, Coach Saban ran, you know, ran our program as far as holding young men accountable, you know, whether for, whether it was good or bad, um, not giving excuses to guys, whether they played or didn't play. So, you know, that aspect kind of brought you that um, kind of that leadership. Leadership, um, the way you can go into the leadership, if you're not a leader, you can follow guys that put you in the right direction. Or if you get chosen as that, as that leader, you know, it puts you in an uncomfortable situation when you're young. You know, it's 80, 90, almost 100 guys that are looking up to you. And if they're not, you got to make sure, you got to get them to believe that you are who you say you are off the field where you are on the field. And, um, you know, just, just the pressure of every single game that you play and the expectation that you have, you know, uh, that just that just puts a whole other level of confidence on your shoulders when you go into the league. And, you know, all you got to do is, you know, pretty much just prove yourself. Um, you don't have to say a lot. You don't have to do a lot. You know, when your name is called or you got to do your rookie duties, you know, you just do what you're supposed to do and just, you know, keep moving. And I think that helped me a lot coming from Alabama. You know, obviously the defense was was just crazy to think uh you know, 18, 19 year old can know all those plays and all those checks on the fly. But you know, just just more credit to you know, Coach Saban and all the coaching staff. You know, while I was there, was able to do so. You know, help us be successful. Uh, CJ, you had a pretty big injury uh, at Alabama uh, in the national championship game against LSU, uh, and of course, Anthony Jennings at Alabama had a uh, horrific injury playing in the same location, ironically, against Clemson in the playoffs a couple of years ago. Um, and now he's he's going into the draft. I'm just curious, has he reached out to you at all about uh, rehab or, or mental state or or how he should approach? Uh, he played a lot, played well last year, uh, maybe lost a bit of a step. I'm just curious if, he, if you've talked to him at all about having that kind of an injury. Um, not not really. Every time, uh, like every time I go back to the school or, you know, see the guys, they have any questions I answer, but you know I don't really try to get in guys' business or give them give them tips and let them ask for them. Or if I like see them at practice or something, or if I like see something, I say, hey, when you do this, you know, this is something you could think about. But um, you know, I talked to two of them uh, like once or twice, you know, about the hip injury because I had that, like you said, and um, and I talked to Dylan Moses a little bit, you know, before he made his decision to come back. So, I mean, I've always, I'm always open to, you know, the young guys coming, you know, asking the question and things. So, and I know usually they, they look at us like, you know, like we, like we never played at Alabama or we weren't just doing what they was doing a couple of years ago. But, um, you know, it's always, it's always cool to, um, you know, just to hear from them and get their aspect on, you know, what they're doing because times have definitely changed since I've been in college. Well, CJ, you played uh, and started games as a, as a true freshman at Alabama back in the 2010 season. Last season, due, due to injuries and, and attrition, Alabama played the entirety of the season with two freshmen inside linebackers, two true freshmen in Christian Harris and Shane Lee. They were Alabama's linebackers all year long. Uh, can you talk about the difficulty facing them, not only the difficulty of being a true freshman uh, and, and being thrust into a starting role in the middle of the defense, but the fact that the guy lining up next to you is also a true freshman uh, that had to be a whole lot on their plates. Yeah, that's that's a unique scenario because uh, you look back, you know, when I came, I had Dante, I had Nico Johnson, I had Upshaw, um, I had Harris. You know, I had a bunch of a bunch of older guys that you know can kind of help me out if I didn't know what was going on in the game. They can put me in the right spot, 
and you go back um you know, when Dante was 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 in his early years, you know, he had McLean. So, you know, when if you think about the past linebackers that came in early and played, they always had that that, that upper class, you know, that role model they can they can like kind of veer off to when they need some help. So it was very unique to see, you know, two true freshmen play together. But at the end of the day, you know, whether they they're four years or three years, you know, they can look back at that and know how how much they how much they have to put on their shoulders and how well they did, even though they have some growing pains. You know, as a freshman you're gonna mess up. And <clears throat> it's just more credit to them of playing through the whole season and being durable. So all that's gonna do is just, you know, add more to that to that position, add more to their um to what they can do for the next couple of years coming. Uh, this question is for Brandon. Brandon, why don't you explain to everybody what your relationship is with CJ Mosley and and how long that relationship has been? How you doing, guys? Um, CJ, first and foremost, is, is my best friend. Uh, met him his rookie year when he got drafted here to Baltimore. Um, I'm a Baltimore guy. I've been here my whole life. I uh, just met through mutual friends, and then uh, friendship skyrocketed to uh, me trying to help his off-field uh, brand, you know, appearing on podcasts, talked about his his career, uh, things of that nature. He's a you know, pro bowler on the field and even better guy off the field. So just doing podcasts such as this to reach, you know, millions of listeners can kind of, you know, take flight on um, who CJ is off the field as well. So I just want to thank you guys for having this one. On with us. I mean, CJ is one of the uh... – one of my favorite players uh, of this generation of players. There's no doubt about it. Jimmy and I affectionately call uh, players like CJ Saban bots because they just, when they got out on the field, it was like having another Nick Saban out there. Um, And in terms of uh, favorite players, I mean, CJ ranks right up there. I mean, Jonathan Allen's one of those guys, obviously, that you just, you knew that having a guy like him on the field was like having uh, Nick Saban out there calling a play. Uh, CJ, I want to ask you, what is the most heartbreaking loss while you were at Alabama? And what is your favorite moment? And I bring up your favorite moment, and I want to throw one out there that uh, I, I so every now and again, I rewatch games on YouTube. I just like to see old highlights, and it's easy to do. And I, I watched the 2010 Alabama-Florida game in Tuscaloosa, and I'd forgotten – until I rewatched it, that you had a, a pick six in that game as a true freshman. That first, that may be right man. up there. Yeah. Yeah. yeah um, well, I think you already know the answer for my worst one. So I think you're trying to trying to bring back bad memories <laughs> that I see all the time. <laughs> they all they always sit on ESPN with some highlights or something. It's like just, just let it go. But obviously, the kick six that was the worst one because we had they messed up our chance to go back to the SEC championship. Mess up our chance to be a three-peat national championship um, team. So, and I, so that that ruined that whole moment. So yeah, so there goes the Alabama Auburn rivalry even more. So a lot more battles to yeah. come. Hope we win most of them. And um, yeah, I had a I had a lot of great moments. Uh, but I think I always go back to to my one and only SEC championship game when I got the, the tip pass against the great Todd Gurley trying to try to block me on the on the edge rush. And won the game, so um, oh. that, that would probably be my, my best moment. <laughs> well, there's certainly uh, certainly a lot of good ones, uh, and and the sets. Uh, it, it's sort of a question about Alabama, but also an adjustment to the NFL. CJ, I think uh, you, uh, in your four years at Alabama, you you only lost six times 
And if you lose in the NFL six times in one season and finish 10 and six, you're probably in the playoffs. So it's, it's, a, it's a heck of an adjustment for you uh, to go with a situation where, uh, where, where a win is almost uh, you know, expected week to week to week. And then, then you get to the NFL where we're just, uh, we're just going 500, puts you in a position to, to, to make the playoffs or get close. Yeah, it definitely makes you appreciate, you know, the, the hard work you put in every week. Because, um, you know, you think with the 16 games, you're like, ah, you know, we let that one get away. But, you know, when they, at the end of the season, that last, that December football, man, those those earlier games or those games that you should have won, they come back and bite you in the butt at the end. So you want to try to win the games you're supposed to win, as we say, but, you know, and try to go go 50-50 on the road and, you know, the rest of the rest of go, go for it. <clears throat> We're going to go ahead and take another break. And when we come back, we'll finish up our interview with the one and only CJ Mosley. CJ, I want to ask you something that uh, I just discovered today. So I'm not sure if you know it. Were you aware that at Alabama, you had more career interceptions than Drake Kirkpatrick and you actually were tied with career interceptions with Landon Collins? Um, I didn't know that, but uh, (laughs) I think, I think I'm tied with Graham with um, most pick sixes, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, wow. I think so. I wow. Think, I think I know either that or I'm, like, one behind. And Because uh, I remember Vinny got, like, he got two pick sixes back-to-back. My our junior year, I think our junior year, I know one was going to A&M. Yeah. I forgot the other. I forgot the other team. Virginia man. Tech. You know, he was, like, yeah, he was, like, creeping up on it. So, I was, like, man, I just need – I need one pick six, man. <laughs> And I had I had one against um against Arkansas and you know it was the second half. Plus they I need to start fast. We kind of let them in there. In the first play I go up and I just miss a wide open interception. But um they tried to come back with me on the tight end like on the like on the steam route and I tipped it and Ha Ha got the interception. So I mean it was some we had some great moments, man. Uh, I definitely miss playing with the guys and I'm just happy a lot of them still playing in the league and doing their thing. It was definitely a lot of fun, a lot of memories. Have you? Uh, it, se- it seems that uh, the New York has really uh, has really enjoyed having Quentin Williams, uh, and I know that you enjoy, although you and Quentin didn't play together at Alabama. Uh, having another Alabama player on that that defense had to be uh, fun for you. What's it What's it like playing with uh, with young Quentin? Um, it's fun. You know, he's he's a quiet guy, but he's real goofy. You know, every time we sit together, he, keep, he always remind me of other people. He's like, CJ, bro, remember? With the national championship game at halftime, I try to ask your autograph. I'm like, man, nah, I don't really remember, but I mean, <laughs> I, it's cool, I guess. <laughs> but I don't think I gave it to him. I, I told him, I told him to focus on the game. So, but um, but yeah, he's he's got a lot of raw talent. I mean, he was a he was a nuisance when he played for Alabama, but he really didn't play that much. So he still got a lot to a lot to show, you know, a lot to prove to people. So um, you know, we just got to make sure you stay healthy, um, keep him focused on the in the playbook, man, and uh, and his talent is going to definitely shine in the future. Uh, CJ, one game that stands out to me uh, from your career was the 2012 National Championship against Notre Dame. Um, and I wonder if any Alabama players that were on that team remember a couple of things from that game. Number one, when uh, the head coach of Notre Dame at halftime was being interviewed, and it was 28 to nothing at the half, and and the interviewer said, hey, look, what do you want to do in the second half? And, and his answer was, we hope Alabama doesn't come back out. Uh, do you, did you guys know that, and do you ever talk about that? And secondly, 
what did y'all talk about it, days after the championship when Barrett Jones pushed AJ uh, AJ McCarron uh, when AJ to him in that game? Um, no, that's my first time hearing that about um, about the head coach. I, know, I didn't know that. And um, with with AJ and Barrett, we just laughed. I mean, Barrett's soft football, not really a physical guy. He's not about to do too much. So I mean, they, we all knew, you know, we were great competitors, and um, they just had a little miscommunication. So I mean, it was, it was all good. So that didn't that didn't escalate to anything. Well, everybody knows CJ. You came from uh, from Theodore High School and. In, uh, in Mobile, a really good uh, program that, that's produced a lot of, of Division One and SEC players over the years. Alabama signed another uh, linebacker following your footsteps in this past signing class, Demo Kennedy. Uh, mm-hmm. When you when you were at Theodore, your your senior year, or maybe it was your junior year, and you started racking up a lot of interest and offers. Uh, what was it uh, about Alabama and Nick Saban that uh, that made you want to pull the trigger and, and play for Alabama? Yeah, so um, my first offer actually was from Auburn. We went to that seven-on-seven camp my, my um, freshman year, and they offered me there. So um, after that, you know, obviously, you know, you get the letter of intent because you can't really talk to anybody. So that was just coming in from a bunch of different schools. So, I mean, I knew I wanted to play college football. I didn't really have then I didn't really care. Why well, I knew what teams I liked, but I didn't have like a like a top school that I wanted. Because I mean, growing up, you know, um, I liked LSU and Miami. You know, they had great defenses, great programs. And my parents from Chicago, so I didn't really grow up knowing and living the Alabama Auburn rivalry. So those two were really fifty fifty for me. And I didn't I didn't get I didn't get an offer from Alabama to um, Coach Willis at the time at Auburn went to Alabama. And so I found out like they they wasn't like looking at me then. So then, you know, obviously they offered me, but um, it came down to LSU, Auburn, and um, Alabama. So I think I went to Auburn, Alabama like twice, um, and I went again like both for official visits, and I went to LSU. And LSU was just that's a horrible experience. Like I didn't talk to any coaches. I didn't talk to um, <clears throat> the coach that was recruiting me, which was my the linebacker coach. So um, I just hung out around the campus all day with my friends and my family until the game came in, and that was it. So obviously that that threw, that knocked that knocked them out of the situation. So um, it really came down to Alabama and Auburn, and I was t- talking to um, Coach um, Gene Shibik at Auburn. And he was like kind of telling me the like the roster spots and like who was at the linebacker position here and who was there. So he was like, yeah, Rolando's there. Um, he was like Dante's there, so he was like, "No, give you playing time there, but if you come here, you can start." So in my head, I was like, "Well, I don't want to just be given a spot; like, I want to go earn a spot." So like, his, his tactic kind of backfired. So I'm like, "Well, I'm gonna go to Alabama and prove that I can, you know, I can play with you know, some of the best linebackers in the like on the team and in the nation." So good thing that worked out for me. <laughs> yeah, certainly did, and and. Love that mindset. That's kind of the new generation mindset. I think that tactic used to work on players, but now I think it's the other way that uh, th- this this young group coming up, uh, th- they all want to be the ones to, to get that spot on their own through their own merit. And certainly that has been your kind of work ethic throughout your whole career. Well, 
CJ and Brandon, too, thank you guys so much for being with us today. Man, this means a lot to us. And um, we wish you nothing but the best. And go Jets. We can't wait to see you back on the field healthy and Quinnen Williams out there healthy. And, and you know, a lot of mock drafts have the Jets talking about Jerry Judy. So I would love for him to end up on the team yeah. as well. And we'll have to come up there and catch a game. Yeah, I mean, I- if we can get him, that'd be awesome. But I just I don't see him slipping down to eleven unless we trade up or something. But I mean, I'm telling you, if he if he's at eleven, I hope we take him. I know I saw um, that Alignment Williams from from Bama saying we can take him too. But and I'm always down to take any Alabama guys. But I know we're going to make a great decision regardless. All right, buddy. Roll tide. So roll tide, roll tide. All right. Thank you, too, Brandon. We appreciate your setting this up, buddy. You, you've been a real champion for us. Thanks a lot. Thanks, Brandon. No problem. My pleasure. Shout out to, shout out to Towson. All right, guys. Roll tide, everybody. Thanks, Thanks so tide. much again. Thanks, guys. Thanks, CJ. All right. Bye-bye.